Welcome to Thoughts from the Pickup Line, a financial podcast designed for perspective, guidance, and protection. Created by two family guys, blessed enough to be able to pick up our kids each week, and advisors providing more than financial planning. Each episode, we'll check in with topics on health and wealth, talk investments, and share our motivations and our inspirations that keep us moving forward, as well as our challenges and how we pivot throughout our lives to adjust. Please enjoy this episode's thoughts. Welcome back, everyone. We're now on our third episode. So if you're still listening, thank you very much. I'm really, really excited today uh, to share so many of our thoughts with you. Joining me as always on this episode is BG. I am so happy to be here. We have some super, super exciting news to share, and I can't wait to get to that. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good, man. I'm doing really, really well. Um, How are you? I'm fantastic. Fantastic. I, I, coffee is in me, so yeah. I'm, I'm moving in the right direction there. I know you were shaking a little bit in the hardcore coffee you had a few yeah. minutes ago. Yeah, so we'll uh, give a, a second little shout out to our friends down the street at Star City. Uh, I got to meet the owner there this morning. and Elizabeth is fantastic. She is absolutely fantastic. And she gave me uh, one of her coffees, the drip, mm-hmm. I believe is what the... Yeah, regular drip. Regular drip coffee. So I'm learning and I want to learn more and more about the types of coffee. Like you were explaining to me the different types of roasts and Mm -hmm. how they're, it's a whole new world, kind (laughs) of like Pokemon, right? It's it's wild. But uh, I did and I don't consume coffee on a regular basis normally, like maybe a cup with you in the morning and things like that when I'm up here. So about an hour ago, (laughs) as we settled down to do this, I couldn't sit down. Yeah, I was I was pretty wired up with this caffeine, so I, I'm feeling really good today. Well, then let's get into some really, really exciting news. Let's do what it. What do we have going on, Tyler? Yeah, so I'm super excited to announce to the world, and hopefully everyone joins me in it, to congratulate Cody Lackner. So Cody is the newest member of our BBK team. Uh, I'm wildly excited. He is a CFP, grew up in Indiana, and is going to join our team and help us with financial planning. Uh, he lives right here in Lafayette, yep. so yep. it's unbelievable to have another person in the office. It's surreal to think that, you know, just a couple of years ago, we weren't a business at all. Right. And now we're at right. a point where we're starting to fill out some of those really important features that we need to continue to take care of folks. Absolutely. Cody is going to be a great addition to the team here. Yeah. Uh, he loves the nuts and bolts of financial planning, so I know he's going to help us grow in so many ways when it comes to that. Uh, so I'm excited to dig into his brain and yeah. see what ideas he's got for us. He's well. brilliant. He Absolutely. really is brilliant, and uh, he enjoys the details. He enjoys so much of that that I'm I'm really excited about that, and we'll make sure we have him on here at some point, too. You oh, know, he's actually sure. out today meeting with folks, which yep. is fantastic. He's had a great deal of success so far, and I can completely understand why so many people trust him and mm-hmm. want him to manage their wealth. He does it in a very peaceful, calm way. Yeah. And, you know, you trust him. He's a great guy. It's, it's a really good situation. So if you do want to reach out to Cody as a new BBK team member, uh, his email address is Cody.Lackner, which is L-A-C-H-N-E-R at BBKWealth.com. And you can also reach us by calling the office, which is 765-414-9495. All right. No more plug in there. The other thing that's super exciting, though, is the office. And I know we keep talking about it, right? <laughs> but the reason it's exciting is every time we, we get up here, it's improving. Right. You know, like we transitioned, as we've mentioned before, 
And now we have paint on the walls. Absolutely. And now we have a, an accent wall, mm-hmm. right? And we have our cabinets. Yeah. And we almost have all the doors for our cabinets, right? So we're one step at a time. Exactly. A small progress is still progress, but it is exciting. The life building is stunningly beautiful. Absolutely. And every time I come here, I'm really glad that we made this decision. Yeah. Uh, and your office is starting to come together. Yeah, I would say it's the most complete. Um, some of the furniture we had already we already had, which is kind of my pick of furniture, I guess, um, is complete. I've met a few clients in that office and. It got me thinking the other day that um, one thing we haven't talked about is what BBK stands for. And I had put in my office uh, some signage that says brave and kind. Mm-hmm. And the other day I was meeting with a client and she just kept staring over there and trying to figure out what is what is that going to do with your business? Mm-hmm. And I guess it didn't have to do anything with my business, yeah. you know, brave and kind could just be a general thing. But um, I got to explain what BBK means. And I don't think we've really dug into that on the podcast yet. So I thought it'd be a good chance to to share that with folks. So Tyler, what does BBK stand for? So BBK stands for be brave and be kind. Uh, it is advice that Maggie, actually, my wife, Maggie, okay. gives to me and the kids, I think, almost every single day before school, before work. It used to be daily, maybe multiple times a day, <laughs> you know, when we got kicked off. But she would. She would tell all of us to be brave and be kind. And it is a very good way of taking a look at the beginning of a day. You know, yeah. you want your kids to be brave and you also right. want them to be really kind. So when we started the business I wanted to make sure that the business represented a little bit me personally, and also it can be have that second image of professional. You sure. know, BBK Wealth just does sound like a wealth management mm-hmm. company, and it does mean something to me. Right. It means a lot because bravery and kindness are two ways that I'm inspired mm-hmm. on a regular basis, and they are also two ways that you can get my attention. Sure. So if you're doing something that's brave or you're doing something that's kind— I will notice, you know, and I typically lose my mind over it, right? Like small business owners, you know, I think being a small business owner is super brave. I think, sure. you know, trying to take a passion of yours and turning it into something is is really, really brave and it's not easy. And so I love those things. And when I do see those random acts of kindness or if when I'm given that opportunity to be kind, that makes me really excited too, Yeah, you know? So that's really the, the essence behind BBK. And like when... I quit fifth third. And when I kind of made this transition all the way through, I wanted to start a foundation. Yeah. You know, it was right when the pandemic was getting heated up and everything. And I did, I wanted to start a place where ideas that supported bravery and kindness or foundations or any of those things, uh, we could support those. So uh, that's still a long-term goal. And, you know, I would love to do that long, long long-term, but I also appreciate now that bravery and kindness can be done in so many different ways. So Absolutely. That's where it kind of comes from, right? So it is important to show it off. And it's sure. important for people to know that. And when you put that sign in your office, uh, it, it made me really proud. It made me really, really happy. And it is very inspiring maybe to me. Sure. Or it's definitely a connection that the two of us have because I did not at any point along the way I think have to convince you of that. Right. I think you right. kind of came in with that same attitude. I think it's just part of you too. Yeah. Well, from from the personal side, it's you know there's a lot of bravery and you know taking the leap to go you know come to the independent space and um, 
we all need kindness. You know, I make that little quip all the time when, when my clients ask me, well, you know, what's, what's BBK stand for? I said, well, think about the decisions that you're making, Mr. Mm-hmm. and Mrs. Client. You know, it takes bravery to make these big decisions, financial life decisions. And let's be honest, we just all need kindness in every facet of our lives, right? Yeah. And then they usually give a little chuckle and we move on, you know? It just, it's kind of a foundation to all that we're doing. It is. And, you know, the mantra and my desire to always be authentic mm-hmm. is, you know, we want to be more than financial planning. Right. And you can find financial planning in a computer or a robot. Sure. And so that's one of the ways that we can do it. Is I think some of the things that we do as the enhancements are that yeah. bravery and kindness focus. So, Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about regular financial planning. Sure. Right? Let's jump right in. Today we're going to talk about everyone's favorite topic of volatility. Yeah. Volatility has been pretty wild lately, yeah. right? So we're seeing unbelievable volatility in the markets and maybe not even unbelievable volatility as much as the trend right now is just downwards. Volatility sure, implies sure. that there's updates too, right, right? right? There's been a lot less updates recently than there have been in any of the volatile um, stretches that we have seen. You know, yeah, this has absolutely. been one of the worst periods and I believe, and we can double check on this, maybe this could be a fact check for sure, me, you know, but sure. I'm, not, I'm pretty sure Barron's had that article either at the end of last week or in the middle of this week, that this is the worst beginning of the year that we mm-hmm. have had since the 1940s, I believe. Okay. So, I mean, it, it's it's poor. The S&P is down more than 15% year to date. Yeah, we're feeling it. Yeah, we certainly are. So, I mean, it has been super volatile and that's okay. Right. Right? I mean, that's the point of the volatility. That's the financial planning conversation is volatility is always going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's why we talk about suitability and we talk about risk tolerance and we talk about time horizon and we'll go through each one of those three individually, right? right? And right. kind of talk about what they are, why they're important, and how we can incorporate them into your portfolios mm-hmm. if you want to, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's very easy to, when you hear volatility, you just think negatively. There's, there's What we do as advisors is we look at the positive side of the opportunity that comes from this. Yes. Um, the opportunity may not just mean we're looking for every buying situation or, or whatnot, but the opportunity is, is it's a good chance for us to connect with our clients, look over their portfolios, and give them peace of mind. Because when they turn the news on, they just see negative aspects anyways. And know that we are helping them to be brave in this situation Yeah, and kind of walk hand in hand through that with them. Well, we're not running away. Exactly. Right. I mean, I, I feel like we're over communicating right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are great on that one on one basis. You do your video statements yep. and the emails. You're reaching out to folks. I tend to be more of a big email blast to everybody and then call people back as soon as they call me. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of my go to. But sure. both work and we're doing it across the board with both. So here are three pieces of advice, right? There's three major things in a time of volatility. If you don't have an advisor, or even if you do, these are three things that you should definitely keep in mind. And the first piece of advice that I always bring up with you Mm -hmm. and with clients is you have to know when just to hold on. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are in a position where you have made the decision that you want to sell something, it needs to be done intentionally, right? It cannot be reactionary. Right. So when we liquidate holdings, when we are selling investments for folks, there's always a purpose, right? Right. So if someone has a distribution, you know, they want to take money out of their accounts, then we have to sell something for that purpose, right? Uh, If we're in a situation where there's a tax bill or there's something along those lines, 
those are the times that we're going to make an intentional sale. If someone comes to us and says, sell our whole portfolio, (laughs) right? Then I say, you have to know when to hold. Yeah, right. absolutely. At the very beginning of every single meeting that we have with folks, we talk about suitability. Mm -hmm. So piece of advice number two is know your suitability. So with the knowing your suitability part of it, what that does for us is that when we talk to you about how much risk you're willing to take, mm-hmm. what does suitability actually mean? It means if you come to us with a certain amount of money and you don't need to use that money and there will be no distributions, then we can manage that portfolio without having to sell something. Mm-hmm. Right. And if we're in that position, then we can continue to move forward with what's appropriate. So what I mean by appropriate is we sit down, you're going to invest long term potentially, right? And you're willing to have equity in your portfolio. We ask you questions about how much money you're willing to lose, how much money you're Mm -hmm. trying to make. And then we make an intelligent, thoughtful decision on your portfolio at that time. And as the markets move, whether it's down or up, then at that point, then that's where we reallocate. Right now, with the markets going down, we're going to have to buy more equities because they've lost money. And that's where we're going to have a chance to make our clients so much more. A lot of folks are saying, no way, I'm not going to buy more equities right now. It's not a good idea, including advisors, (laughs) right? And not advisors in this room excluded. I've been sitting on the sidelines. You know, we've had clients that have had rollovers. We have clients that are bringing in new money. And I've been dragging my feet sometimes. Because some of my more conservative clients, it doesn't make sense to buy. Uh, on the flip side, you've been buying a ton. Sure. Yeah, right? And yeah. it's our more aggressive clients. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and that leads you to the third thought is exactly. know when to invest. Yes. Uh, and everybody, we talk about the suitability and the risk tolerance. It's going to be different for every client. Mm-hmm. You know, we do. It's, it's one-on-one. Who's sitting across the table from us? It's very personalized to, you know, your specific situation. So, Yes, I have been doing a lot of buying, and it is specific to clients who are willing to willing to do that. But I would say a majority of clients want us to be active. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's why we're here, and mm-hmm. we're taking care of that. So there is a lot more activity, and there is a lot more opportunity right now. So it is knowing when to invest. It doesn't mean we're going to hit it perfect. No. Um, you know, we just this week, we've seen volatility beyond measure, <laughs> you know, and— we're not going to time everything perfect. We don't have a crystal ball. But and that's not the intention. Exactly. Right? We're never going to win or lose business on performance. Right. That's not what we're going to try to do. We're going to win or lose business. We're going to win or lose relationships based on hard work. Yep. You know, and education and being there. So that's that's the important piece about volatility. You know, to wrap up those three things that Brandon and I just talked about. The first one was you have to know when to hold. Mm-hmm. Right. If things are really, really bad, it's not the time to liquidate ever. Right. The second one is know your risk. If you're not comfortable with big, big risk, you shouldn't be investing in companies like Tesla and uh, the tech companies, cryptocurrencies. You have to know what you're appropriate. Right. Invest what you can afford to lose. And the final one's when no, know when to actually be investing. You know, those are the three major points. If you'd like to talk more about that, uh, have questions about volatility or just, you know, portfolios in general, you know, please reach out to us at thoughts at BBK Wealth. Uh, dot com. We can we can definitely discuss more of that uh, in a different setting to look at your specific situation. Perfect. So let's jump into our our random part of our our episode here. The things that bring us a lot of joy here. Uh, it looks like we've got a really good random assortment of things to talk about today. So what do you got on top of your list, Tyler? Well, I've been playing Pokemon. 
So, I mean, that's super exciting. You know, we have the actual card game is where we are right now. So Caroline and I will sit down and play the actual game. That's awesome. And it's been a ton of fun. We're still collecting too. So, you know, on the sidelines, as different holidays and events come up, they've been gifts. You know, we'll talk about Caroline, my youngest daughter, Mm -hmm. had her first communion this last weekend. And so she got some Pokemon gifts along the way (laughs) and some religious gifts, but... Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and it's incredible to me to see my eight-year-old thinking strategy and kind of yeah. getting worked up and going through some of that. And now we're starting to figure out our favorite characters, and of we're learning, you know, how to collect. And Caroline, I'll tell you, she has that first set that we had mentioned already. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have a handful of packs, and they have the commons and the uncommons, mm-hmm. right? And she has put them in her binders and taken them out of her binders now two or three times. <laughs> and every time someone gets, you know, three or four new reds, well, now the reds aren't all together. Of course, yeah. So then everything comes It's got to be organized. Yeah. So I think she actually might have more fun just pulling them in and out of the binders <laughs> than she does playing the card game. But it's been a ton of fun. And then my brother, who was in town this weekend, got her one of those battle decks. Okay. As like a gift. And, oh, man, is she excited about that. You know, you have a pre-made deck. It's got a couple extras. It's got a hologram card. So she's been walking around the house saying, Daddy, I'm going to beat you. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to beat you funny. when we sit down and play. So she just got that. And okay. so we'll, we'll probably sit down tonight or tomorrow night and play with the cards again. So That's it continues great. to be really exciting. I have not finished a set yet. It is on my list. And it's high on my list. It's just uh, it's work to finish this. It is. It, it it's is. nowhere near as easy. Is I thought it was going to be, unless you just have the ability to buy it. Yes, right? which is what I do with most of my collecting. Um, I just recently finished a set, which is such a sigh of relief because I've gotten tied up in collecting three or four sets at a time, which I shouldn't have done. Yeah, uh, you just get excited about something, and you get one almost done, and you're like, "Oh, there's a couple of those expensive cards I got to get. Let's start something else." Well, I finished one. I'm able to just put it away and be done with it. So, um, and I and I do only the vintage cards so it's it's a costly set but it's very exciting to just get that complete it's all in a binder it's all put together and move on to the next thing so there's always the next thing that's that's the problem that's cool yeah Uh, that that's the issue with it Um, as far as the playing it is a lot of fun i did that with my six-year-old about to be seven-year-old and then after doing it the right way a few times, then he just starts creating his own games yeah. where, where I can never win. Yeah. You know, oh, well, this card says he only has a 30 attack, but eh, he's got an 80 today. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's always trying to make up games. He just loves creating games. Yeah. And he creates them out of Pokemon or he's a huge dinosaur lover. So sometimes it's dinosaur and Pokemon together. Okay. You know, you know why sure. not? Throw them all together. He's got a new game every day to play. Yeah. So, well, that's a lot of fun. And I think about that when you had mentioned... Like Thomas, he's kind of a Pokemon in it himself. Like <laughs> he'll come running in. We have a little office and it's got like a little coffee table mm-hmm. where we play. You know, I sit on the couch and Caroline will be on the floor or something. Sure. You know, Michael is usually in there with us reading and checking out the cards. Thomas is a Pokemon. Earthquake comes in, <laughs> you know, as hard as he can. Right in the middle of the coffee table, everything flies everywhere. Yeah. So he is our wild child. That's so funny. I can appreciate it. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, we've been really enjoying it. So uh I'm hopeful that we'll be able to, kind of like you had said, keep collecting and playing Mm -hmm. Battle Styles Mm -hmm. and Chilling Rain Yep, are the two sets that I'm trying to collect right now. Just pick the largest possible set you can to start. Well, I didn't realize. (laughs) I mean, that's something for 
new listeners, for folks that have been listening for a while, Brandon and his brother both collect Pokemon. Um, he, they've gotten me addicted to it. I play, and I'm just collecting some of these newer sets. And we talked about that before, but the newer mm-hmm. sets have hundreds of right. cards. Whereas the set that you had... It, it was a hundred and no, the set I just did actually was only sixty four. Sixty four cards. A majority of the vintage sets are somewhere around a hundred. Yeah, um, that but makes yeah, more sense. The new sets are two hundred fifty. Yeah, cards. you're looking at two hundred plus. Yeah, and and once you start collecting it, you want them all. There's yeah. like you can't just halfway do it either. Yeah. So you'll you'll get there, and then it will be a relief, and then you'll just quickly think, okay, what's next? Once yes. you get that, it's just that excitement comes back of what's next now, something new. Well, we'll give you an update next time. Absolutely. I promise between now and the next episode, I will have more of a collection. I'm going to try to find a place where I can go look at some of these different cards. There's a place in Noblesville, so mm-hmm. maybe I'll go check that out. Uh, so Pokemon's been really good. I want to move on to the next thing. These are like two Brandon bits right back to back. Tell me about your progress in Wordle. Uh, well, you say I cheat, but I'm... Oh, no, hold on, hold on. <laughs> now, don't forget, there's a lot of people, or maybe the tens or singles of people that are going to listen to this. I did not say you cheat. Okay. Clarify go. the okay. story. Okay, all right, all right. He's just a sore loser. Um, okay. <laughs> that, that's clarified. I have. I am on a streak of 49 right now. So tomorrow will be 50. And so yeah. I'm already thinking ahead of, you know, getting to 100. Um, it's been a challenge. I, I think I, when I looked, I had 12 of the times out of that 49 have been on six. So I had one final chance. And usually when I get to that, it's um, not looking it up online, as yeah. you were, were to say in the other day. Uh, to clarify, <laughs> what my point was is that I did miss a word. Right? I'm just going to keep pushing it because it's you Tyler versus style and it. style is winning. Well, I don't know that style is winning as much as Brandon's winning, right? I mean, just to be clear, because, like, my starting word, Tyler being the starting word, is not the problem. Yeah. Um, it's clearly I'm just not. I think it's the second word. It's the second word that really makes a difference. Well, it's whether uh, – yeah. Yeah, maybe. I yeah, I, I – because what I, I tend to do is, is if, if nothing hardly pops up with style, which is very similar to Tyler, a lot of the same letters mm-hmm. there, is I will just go completely all different vowels, all different. Like, I'll just completely change it up. And then it seems like I always hit a lot more on that second word. But but I've had some some doozies where I thought there, there's two or three options. And what I've done is I'll just go back to it three or four times throughout the day. So I usually try to start in the morning and I'll go back to it, spend 10, 15 minutes just trying to dig through one letter at a time. Yeah. And then there's been a few of them I've just gotten lucky. I thought, well, what out of all the out of the three possibilities, what it seems to be the most obscure? And that's worked. Yeah. It's not always the case. Sometimes yeah. you think it's gonna be something more difficult and it's really easy. Um, but it's worked. So it's it's gonna hit me here soon. I'm sure. Yeah. Um there's some one recently that I just got lucky. I mean, yeah. there's just no doubt about it. It was complete luck. I just I was like, there's five different possibilities. I'm gonna choose this one and I got it. Yeah. So well yeah, I mean I think that's it's a ton of fun. I try to, like, after Tyler, then I I, I don't go after the, the consonants, or the vowels, rather, as okay. much as I used to. I used to go Tyler Ouija <laughs> every single time, right? And then it was like, well, this is kind of cheating. Like, I'm hitting 10 of the 26 letters. Like, sure. So then at that point, it's Tyler, and then I actually try to, like, stick with the letters, you know? Yeah. And there's actually a mode that you can put on where you have to do that. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. where, like, if you get a T and it's supposed to be in the first spot— then every guess has to be okay, and that's how people end up losing. Is that yeah? If you can't that. think about the word, and that's why I was giving you a yeah, hard because time. Because sometimes if you just throw a random word in there, it actually helps a lot because it well, you pick if, up things you wouldn't have expected. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you do, 
if you are strategic, if you Tyler it, which you could, <laughs> you could throw in three completely unaffiliated words, mm-hmm. one, two, and three, and have 15 of the 26 right, letters right. and have a really good idea of what you're going to do. And this will be a theme. We'll constantly talk about Tyler tylering things. Yes, for sure. <laughs> but nonetheless, I'm not there. I lost. I don't remember what the word was, but I was bitter. I thought for sure you were going to lose. And when I saw you post <laughs> that you got the word in six out of six— I almost called your brother because your brother got it in three out of six, too. But it was a tough word. Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was. I I never remember the words. Once I move on the next day, it's it's gone. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, if you want to play Wordle or uh, give us a hard time about Wordle, you can jump onto Facebook. We have a Facebook Wordle group. And I start every Wordle game with Tyler. Brandon starts every Wordle game with Style. And we post in that Wordle group yeah. on Facebook. I haven't, I haven't um, like pushed it out to the masses. I'm going to do that now that we've talked about it a few times. Uh, I'll, I'll put that out. And anyone who wants to join, it's just a good place to talk about the struggle you had, or you know, show everyone your your giant streak of hopefully more than fifty. All right, so let's talk about uh, stocks. There's plenty to be said about this topic, and we're going to talk about healthcare today. Yes. Why do we like healthcare? Yeah. So healthcare is another place. This is the more traditional Tyler. This is the conservative Tyler. Uh, I love dividends. Mm-hmm. I, I do. And healthcare, utilities, and cyclicals—they tend to be the places that you're going to grab the best dividends. Mm-hmm. Healthcare, specifically, to me, with our type of business tends to be a very easy investment to talk about, sure. right? Sure. We deal with health insurance and we have young families. Mm-hmm. Some of our clients have young families and they're doing the same thing that we are, trying to figure right. out how to navigate health insurance, right? right? And then we have folks that are in Medicare situations where they've hit the 65 mark and they're trying to figure out Medicare supplements and different things like that. Healthcare is not going away. right? You know, if, if you talk to anyone about insurance, you know, you're not going to walk into a bank, an insurance company, anywhere where you can get long-term care insurance that they're not going to try to talk to you about it sure. because it is a huge risk and concern. I don't know that I've met a single client over the age of 50 mm-hmm. that hasn't said that healthcare is a concern for them. Right. Right. So my tylering of the healthcare issue is, well, why not invest in it? Right. Right. It's just that simple. If healthcare is going to continue to be a growing cost, then just like with inflation, just like I said earlier, know when to invest. Right. And invest in things that you know. So Johnson and Johnson, right? Johnson and Johnson is a stock. I think it has a good dividend, right? About two and a half percent. Okay, two and a half percent. So it's got a pretty good market price. It's as consistent as can be. I feel like the majority of the public would recognize a company's big and oh, absolutely. powerful as Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, right? Absolutely. So it has that to it, right? It's a traditional company. It's a big company. It pays a dividend and is diversified. Exactly. Right? And it's not just the healthcare sector, right? It's also consumer goods. Yeah. Well, healthcare products in general. That, that was the key. That when, I, when I look at what is, we would look at moving forward, you know, we can always look in reverse and, and see, you know, what have companies done, but I want to look and see what, what our company is doing moving forward too. And Johnson Johnson is just so well positioned because of all the different products there and, you know, majority healthcare, mm-hmm. um, but it's not just the medical device side or medical innovation side. It's band-aids. It's, yeah. you know, everything that you find on a shelf in a store when it comes to the medical side of things. So uh, I think they're well positioned, even in these volatile times. Yeah, I agree completely, which goes to the other one, right? You had said in the store, CVS. CVS. Right. So yeah. they also have a good dividend. Yep. And 
It's about two and a quarter percent. Two and a quarter. Okay. So not quite as attractive, but still pretty good. What that means, if we're saying that a company has a dividend, that means that currently if CVS is trading around $100 and for the next 12 months, it does not go up, it does not go down. Mm-hmm. What that means is that over the course of that year, you're still going to make 2.25%, right? Right. So on a $100 investment, you'll make $2.25 every year as they pay you out that dividend, right? Right. So in a flat time, if we get to a place where things are stagnant, dividend companies are nice. I like them when markets are going down. Sure. It feels good that you're at least still making some money as you're right. being paid the dividends. CVS, diversification, Johnson & Johnson. Where do you go to a CVS and not see anything you can possibly need in healthcare? Right. Right. Exactly. I can get Advil, Band-Aids, <laughs> laxatives, you know, a, a cane. You know, like, I mean, everything is right there. And... They're growing. Right. CVS is intentionally trying not only to incorporate more pharmacies into different places, but they're also trying to incorporate urgent care facilities and like minute clinics. Yeah. You were, you were talking about that before we started the show today. Yeah. That's going to be very important when we don't want to you know, go to an urgent care or, you know, hopefully it's a more efficient way of, you know, getting through some of the simple things. Oh, I, I know I've got an, you know, an ear infection. I don't need to go and sit for two hours in an urgent care. I can just go to a CVS and get that help from a nurse or whatever. Yeah, 100%. And that's kind of what happens. I don't know if we, well, in the past, every time we have an issue with our children, Mm -hmm. right, in their health, my answer is always don't go to the hospital. Don't (laughs) go to urgent care. Don't go here. Don't go there. My wife tends to be on my side the majority of the time. We work through that really well together. We're on the same page for the most part. As I feel that because of the concerns around COVID, Mm -hmm. That ER should be kept clean. Sure. You know, if you're not there for a super big emergency, I felt like we shouldn't be in an emergency room. Right. 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 That makes sense. So breathing issues to me are an emergency, but I wasn't sure. Right. You know, I'm a new parent. And even though I've been doing it for 10 years, I'm still new. (laughs) It's always new. It is new, you know, (laughs) but like in that environment, I didn't want to do all that. Yeah. You know, but we've learned now once something starts going down that road, you want to get them somewhere as quickly right. as possible. We talk to our doctor friends. They help us mm-hmm. with those things. CVS now is going to have that ability. So as soon as we notice our kids may have an ear infection or if they're having breathing problems or different things like that, CVS's game plan, I believe, is to incorporate those types of facilities where for smaller things that doesn't need urgent care or the ER, you're going to have those opportunities. And if I had my choice... I'm not going to an urgent care. I'm not going sure. to an ER. I'm going to go to a, a CVS. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And that's just the way our society goes. Yeah. It's convenience. It's yeah. always so about talking convenience. about positioning to me, yeah. move, looking in the future, that sounds like a perfect opportunity for, for growth in that space. Yeah. Yeah. If you're trying to integrate into that space yeah. and if you want something more on the pharmaceutical side, if you're looking for healthcare from a development standpoint, we always talk about Eli Lilly. It's an amazing mm-hmm. local company based out of Indianapolis. We also have an office in Lafayette. So does Eli Lilly. Uh, you know, one of their spinoffs, Ivonic, is here <laughs> locally. They also still have Lilly representation up here. Purdue's Pharmaceutical School. Yeah. They have all kinds of research development facilities up here. So there's all of that. And my company that I like the most, at least recently, has been AbbVie. Yeah. And it became attracted to me because of its dividend. I think they're over three. 3.8% or so. That makes me super, super happy. And we've seen some capital appreciation on that side too. If you invest in a Johnson & Johnson or a CVS, Mm -hmm. they are more traditional types of companies. Right. Right. They are 
not companies that I would invest in and expect to see your capital or your original investment grow a tremendous amount. Sure. Right. And with a company like AbbVie, we would expect something a little bit different. You know, with a developmental type of company, right? Right, their capital may appreciate. Yeah, they're they're looking for new opportunities in the cancer research areas, and when some of those things you know blow up, you could see the capital side of that growth as well. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, I mean, those three are great healthcare. Alternatives. You can also use an ETF, right? Or healthcare, not alternatives, healthcare stocks. They are not alternatives. <laughs> uh, there are three different equities that you could consider if you wanted to have a healthcare focus. And you can also use ETFs. There's some ETFs that will give you industry-wide exposure. And right. you could get as advanced or as topical as you want with those two opportunities, I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Let's stop there on the investment side of things and let's jump into our favorite part of the episode. Now it's time to talk about our thoughts from the pickup line. That's right. So where my head went this week with uh, the pickup line, uh, a couple different directions. First of all, soccer is going. Okay. Soccer is good and bad, right? I love soccer because you're outside and it promotes community and sure. you know, you're playing a sport. I was huge into sports growing up and I really, really love it and it is wild, <laughs> right? My son is five and it's, you know, they split the field into two. It's like sure. three or three or four and four. It's hurting cats, yeah. you know, yeah. it, but it's so much fun to see him out there playing. And it's like, Michael, it's like, stop playing tag, you know, like, no, you can't have a snack in the middle of the game. You just know having a I mean? great time. Yeah, exactly. Too. So it's a delicate balance between the two, but it is great to see all these little boys and girls that are growing up together sure. actually outside enjoying the nice new weather and to see all the other schools it's nice to see so many different schools coming together to build these types of programs so yeah this week has been a runaround, man <laughs> like i've been man banning in an epic way because well, you have basketball too it, kate's doing basketball yeah. too so like i i haven't had to do double duty yet but there have been a couple days where we have to split up now. Sure. Where we have to drop Michael off at 4.45 for practice. Kate's got to practice at 5. Kate's still doing the basketball league, which is incredible. Yeah. She's getting into it. She's starting to practice on her own now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So sports season is in, which means I'm in, uh, which is a very, very good thing. And It's just the beginning. That's just two of your four. I know. I'm lucky <laughs> that Caroline didn't want to do anything this year. So she just comes to the games with us. But She's Pokemoning it up. She is. Oh, for sure. Well, she has a couple of friends that we meet at the games, which is sure. nice. We know all the families now, okay. which is great, too. And, and knowing those families has fostered an environment that has created more and more fellowship. Okay. And like we had mentioned in a couple of the other episodes, one of the things that Maggie says to us every day when we pray before dinner and everything is what are something you're grateful for? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of my unique thing that I'm going to say I'm grateful for right now is fellowship. Uh, we have over the last several years started to build an environment there with our kids and their friends, families, and everything else in the St. Louis de Montfort community. Sure. And I think the actual definition, I know the actual definition <laughs> of uh, fellowship that I looked up is a friendly association, especially with people who share interests, right? And yeah. our faith is a common interest, right? Sure. We're sending our kids to the same school. And there are so many different types of kids. And you get to that field and just imagine this, man, but there's a half dozen or more schools <laughs> and there are probably a dozen games going on at the same right. time. I mean, there's hundreds, if not maybe more than a thousand people all running around 
And it, it does. It makes me feel great. I love being part of a community like that. And no better example. Maybe there's a couple, but a great example I have to share with you is from okay. First Communion. The amount of willpower it took for me not to share this story with you, <laughs> oh you're going to understand, right? So Caroline's First Communion's this weekend. Mm-hmm. They have reserved seats. Okay. So we're like, you know, they have the kids sitting in the first three pews, and then we're like two or three pews behind them. So five or six deep is where okay. we are. We have the entire pew, not only because we have a huge family, <laughs> but my college roommate, one of my best friends in the mm-hmm. world, Robbie, came in town with his wife and his beautiful family. They were with us. Uh, Maggie and her family were with us, or Maggie's sister, parents were there, all that kind of stuff. Full pew, everyone's locked and loaded, got the kids there. We get there on time. We get there early. Everything's going great. We have four children, mm-hmm. two of which are five and younger, right? <laughs> Michael's doing pretty good. We're kind of passing him along the pew. Thomas, same kind of thing. We've been going to church on a regular basis, so they know what's expected of them. Right. But then it's like, this is a long mass, you know, and it's starting to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So about two-thirds of the way through a Catholic mass, maybe a little bit longer, you have to start kneeling. Okay. You kneel, you get up and you pray, you kneel again, you get up and you pray, you know. Okay. So the first time we sit down and we're kneeling, I got tea with me. <laughs> and we know the people in front of us kind of well. Maggie knows them better than I do. But we recognize everybody. Fellowship, right? Sure. T's sitting there with me. And he's sitting there. And so I'm kneeling down. Put him in front of me. This is great podcast, right? Obviously. Uh, not being able to see it. But then all of a sudden, it's quiet. The consecration, which is arguably the holiest point of the Mass, when <laughs> the bread becomes the body, mm-hmm. right? He starts screaming, I can see underwear. Oh, no. And he's got this high-pitched, squeaky voice. I can see underwear. Oh, no. Oh, my Lord. Uh, so because the people in front of us are kneeling. Wow. Right? So if you go ahead and stick your head underneath that pew, like, you know, oh, if they're wearing a dress or something. But it's like, you can't you can't see underwear. Oh, my God. You know, goodness. like, it's one of those things where you can only see someone's feet and their legs. But my little three-year-old boy is starting to scream, I can see underwear, six rows deep in this filled church. Oh, that's And we have this woman sitting right in front of us. You know, and so like, <laughs> what do you do? You know what I always tell Kate, it's not, it's not what is happening at that moment, it's what your reaction is to it. Sure. And so there's two things that I can do that are inappropriate, both of which I want to do. First, I want to throw him right through the stained glass window, right above the preset, just like every other oh, father that sure. did not want his three-year-old to be screaming oh. about underwear, right? And the truth is, the bigger part of Tyler was, I was laughing. Right. Like, how could you oh, not goodness. laugh? You know what I mean? Like, this little kid is screaming about underwear. So I think I handled it pretty well. I think a lot of folks probably were nervous. Like, this could sure. go in a lot of different directions. He doesn't stop. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, man. It's not just once. It's like a, it's a good, consistent, like, five minutes of, like, every time he decides, every time someone smiles— Every sometime looks at him, underwear, yeah. underwear, underwear, <laughs> booty, booty. Like all, the, it's oh just like, God. oh my Lord. I can't. So I'm so, so embarrassed. I take him out. Everything yeah. calms down. But why fellowship matters is when I went home, I had said something to Maggie and Maggie was saying like, you know, how funny it was and everything. Right. I'm like, hey, can you, can you text Colleen? This is the, the mother, the woman that was in front of us. Yeah. And, and she's like, well, she would laugh about it. She would think it's so, so funny. And mm-hmm. That is what I'm grateful for, Yeah, is that if someone is behind us and that's happening, I'm smiling. Yeah. And if someone's in front of us and they're struggling with that and their reaction's poor, I'm going to lean over and put my hand on their shoulder and tell sure. them, I think that's amazing. And that is so, so important in faith communities and communities mm-hmm. in general, that everyone feels safe in there. 
And that's what that community has built for us. We've had frustrations that I've shared with you with schools and with all kinds of different things. But that community is rock solid. And the example they gave on that definition is that fellowship can be the cement, right? The cement Mm -hmm. foundation of Of the community. community. Yep. And that's exactly what it is for me, is that every time I go to church, every time I am associated with SLDM, I feel good. Mm-hmm. I feel safe. I feel like I'm part of a bigger group. So I'm really, really grateful for that right now in a big way. I can second that 100%. I bet you can. You know, yeah. my, my, well, my church community um, is just phenomenal. So yeah. I, I, I'm with you there. And they do get to see the crazy <laughs> time things that happen. We've all been in a situation where the kid's yelling, screaming. I don't know about the underwear comment, but we've all had that happen. You yeah. Know, as, as parents, like, it, it, it's going to happen. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, the hardest part, I think, for me is it's not the leaving the room. It's when you come back in and who's looking at you. <laughs> you know? well, well, yeah. And for me, I feel uh, uncomfortable. We always try to sit off to the side. Sure. Like, I don't mind dipping in and out if I'm on the side of an aisle. But, like, we were in the middle. So like I'm I, like walking in and out of the center aisle always yeah. makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to grab anyone's attention. Like sure. that's not the purpose, you know. And what I have done and what Maggie does on a regular basis too, and she makes me so proud when I see her do this separate of me. But we'll go up to parents like during or after masses and tell mm-hmm. them like, hey, you're doing an amazing job. Yeah, that's you should awesome. be really proud of yourself because. That is hard. Yeah. You know, and I've been there. Maggie's been there before where, like, we have to take someone completely out of the church. And then she's sitting there with three kids. Sure. The second one goes bad. And this is a true story. Right. I'm out in the van trying to settle Thomas down. She's out in the lobby trying to settle Michael down. And then Kate and Caroline are in church praying. <laughs> right. You know, but we have a community that is there for them. So it's a, it's a great thing. And I am really grateful for it. And uh, Yeah, it's just great to have people around you. I. I'm going to jump into what I'm grateful for. I don't have a story like that by any means. Not people aren't supposed to have stories. <laughs> they, they're great to hear, though. Um, better you than me, yeah, I guess. That's, that's okay. Thinking. I don't mind. Uh, yeah. Well, we we talked about we talked about healthcare. Yeah. And uh, we all know that in the you know last couple of years with the whole COVID situation that you know everybody's been on high alert and it's been a, a more stressful time in our lives. And uh, I have some really good friends who are both doctors and. I actually, just the other day, I was sharing some information with uh, one of them. Um, His name is Joe. It's Joe and Nuria. And uh, he's super excited about our podcast and has always been a supporter of of doing things like this. And I just think about the the time that they've gone through in the last couple of years. They have three kids Mm. and um, just the exhaustion. And, you know, I know them through church. You know, we talk Mm -hmm. about that community and fellowship. And, you know, I just want to give a big thank you to them and give a big thank you to anyone in the healthcare field that, you know, no matter what you believe politically and all the noise that we hear, like they're exhausted and they've worked through a lot, mm-hmm. you know, in this. So just wanted to give a big shout out to heroes. them. They wouldn't want me to do this, but I'm doing it anyways. Yeah. They, they don't want that, you know, um, but they have been through a lot and I'm very proud that they're my friends. Yeah. You know? So Joe and Nuria, when you hear this, thank you. All right. That's great, man. Let's wrap things up. Yeah, I think that's about it. So, I mean, looking into the next episode, we'll talk about an adopt-a-spot, you know, Mm -hmm. keep Lafayette clean. Uh, That's another program that we're going to talk about a little bit more next week. Yeah, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about Meals on Wheels. I think we're going to get out as a a team here and— um, get out and deliver meals to people, and it'd be a great, great opportunity to, I guess, see the community here in Lafayette a little better. And help out. Yeah. More. So we're really excited about that that opportunity. Yep. So to wrap it up, if you have anything you'd like us to talk about on one of these episodes, a future episode, email us at thoughts at bbkwealth.com. 
or you can reach out to me or Brandon individually and we can make sure that happens. If there is a uh, community member or a family member, someone in your life that is exhibiting bravery or kindness or a charity or anything like that, please let us know. We would love to talk about it. We would love to learn more. And I'm really, really excited to integrate more of those into our thoughts from the pickup line for the next episode. Yes, please join us next time. We really look forward to telling you a lot more. Have a good one. Thanks for listening in. If you have any questions or would like clarification on the topics discussed in this episode, or you'd like to share topic ideas for future episodes, please reach out by email to thoughts at bbkwealth.com. And if you'd like to learn more about BBK Wealth and the services we provide, you can find more info on our website, bbkwealth.com, or on Facebook at BBK Wealth. And as a quick reminder, our thoughts shared on this podcast are just that, our thoughts, and not specific advice. If you'd like advice on anything discussed, please reach out. Lastly, if you are looking to start your own podcast and like the production and quality of our episodes, check out our producer, Jared White, at jaredwhitemedia.com. Again, thanks for listening in, and we look forward to you joining us next time on our Thoughts from the Pickup Line.